The Pelican season hasn't been great, but there's two guys that are really standing out so far this year for New Orleans. Josh Hart is maybe having a career year in a year the Pelicans need him to be doing that. And then rookie Herb Jones has just been an absolute sensation. We're going to look at the numbers and the roles that they're playing on the team in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday. Today's show is going to be a little bit different, but first, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week on all platforms so wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube talking to you five days a week no paywall anything like that all things pelicans in today's episode of locked on pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you so doing today's show a little bit differently i'm traveling for work so i'm going to be on a plane during most of the pels game against the washington wizards tonight so we're going to talk about that win lose can they tie Big news, not big news. We're going to talk about that game in the third segment of today's show. I'm going to record that after I land in Los Angeles, knock that out a little bit later. But I'm recording these first two segments a little bit earlier. And I want to talk about two of the players that I think have been kind of key this year for New Orleans in in different ways, right? Josh Hart and Herb Jones. Let's focus on Josh Hart right now. I think this is a guy, and you saw a real impressive game for him in the win over the Memphis Grizzlies where he had 11 assists, a career high from him, who's having a bit of a career year in a variety of different ways and doing it in areas that we haven't seen a ton from him. And it goes to a quote that he said after that Memphis Grizzlies game that I thought was rather interesting. He said, quote, on how he's used in Willie Green's system, quote, it's not just standing in the corner and hope and pray to do something. We're running actions on the weak side, and I have the ball, and I'm making the decisions. It's good because it gives you confidence in rhythm, end quote. He's clearly throwing Stan Van Gundy under the bus a little bit there, talking about how last year he was just kind of parked in the corner, and maybe the ball came to him, maybe not. And at that point, you know, you've got to try and make something late in the shot clock, either shoot it or, or, or try and do something else with it. And it wasn't anything good. And this year he's used more strategically, tactically is probably the right word for it. And you're seeing it with his assist numbers be career highs basically across the board from him. He's been really good this year in a variety of different roles. And one of them is now facilitating on the weak side. So the side away from the ball, he might be in the left, but the ball is on the right. They get the ball over to him and it's not just shoot the ball or do whatever. They're running actions over there. So they're deliberately running different types of screens, dribble handoffs, other things to kind of free up other guys. And it's something you've actually seen from Willie Green going forward in this as the season's gone on. Instead of them just kind of playing free form like they did for the first six games or so, you've seen a lot more structure from him and kind of calling plays, barking orders in the middle of games, micromanaging to an extent, but for a team that has been struggling to score, it's something that is actually needed, right? I think this has been a good thing. So running 
plays and actions away from the ball is just creating a little bit more easy offense for New Orleans or trying to create easier offense rather than some of the muck that we've been seeing. It hasn't all worked out, right? But at times you see Josh Hart facilitating from the weak side, passing the ball. Again, 11 assists against the Memphis Grizzlies. He's up to three and a half assists per game this season. For his career, he averages 1.7. That's a pretty significant number. He's also shooting the ball significantly better this season than he has in years past. His overall field goal percentage is 53.2%. He's a career 43.6% shooter. From three, he's shooting 39.1%. That's Second to his rookie year when he shot 39.6%. He's not doing it on high volume because he's being asked to do other things. He's not an amazing corner three-point shooter on volume, but he can hit them when they're open, right? But don't take those contested shots. Don't take shots that you're not good at. Instead, create for others instead of that. And when they're running plays, when they're running actions to free guys for him to dish the ball to him, you're seeing it pay off in his stats. A couple areas that he's down are rebounding, but I think that kind of gets a little bit better as Zion Williamson comes back and hopefully now that Brandon Ingram's back in the lineup too. But he's been good. Like there's just no other way to put it. He looks a little bit more committed defensively, I think. You know, the team is better with him on the court than off the court. Part of that comes with playing with the starters, right? But he's been really, really good this year. And when you look at his per 36-minute numbers, he's averaging 13.7 points per 36 which would be a career high for him. And then you get into some of kind of the minutia with him in terms of his shot chart. And I kind of like what he's doing, but there is an area for concern. So yes, he's averaging a career high in points right now, but that's a number that could drop. He's doing a really good job, first and foremost, of attacking the basket. 35% of his shots are coming at the rim, zero to three feet. That's a career high. For his career it's been 27%. Last year, he just took just 30% of his shots at the rim. So he's jumped that number up significantly. He's taking significantly fewer threes this year, but where his numbers have grown is in that short mid-range, three to 10 feet. 24% of his attempts are coming from there. Historically, for his career, it's just 7%. So that's a big jump. He's hitting those at a decent clip for it. 47.4% from that 3 to 10 foot range is his field goal percentage. But he's a career 39% shooter from there. If that number drops and falls more in line with his career numbers, his offensive numbers are going to dip. Maybe he makes up for it with the assists and the rebounding, but that's a bit of an area for concern and to watch going forward. Maybe he's changed, maybe he's grown his game, and that mid-range floater game that he's using is there. And look, if they're open, take him to a degree, but it does leave me pause that maybe he's going to kind of regress and he won't keep up this high level of play. But as he's on kind of that weird contract for New Orleans and they might be looking to trade him this year, if he keeps this up through the trade deadline, you're probably able to maybe get a first round pick for him, especially on such a team friendly deal or at least better assets than you would have gotten before, which were likely two second round picks or something along those lines. So depending on what the Pelicans want to do with him, he's playing his way into more and more options, not just for him. And again, that weird contract he has, but the team as well. But he's been really, really good this year and he deserves a ton of praise. So coming up next, let's talk 
Herb Jones, who's been really good, and the numbers should really, really jump out at you. We'll talk about him coming up next, and then whatever happens in the Wizards game. I don't know yet. It'll be funny if Josh Hart plays well, or I guess doesn't, and same for Herb Jones, too. So we'll kind of get a weird reaction to it, and I'm sorry that today's show feels just a little bit disjointed with everything. But before we get to Herb Jones, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by the Theragun. Don't let the stress of everyday life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who sits at a computer pretty much all of the day, right? Just trying to make it through without pain all over my body. The Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. You see the players using these on the sidelines in between breaks when they're out there, when they're on the bench, just trying to stay loose, trying to stop their bodies from feeling terrible as they try and go win basketball games. And the Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. So whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make it feel like you're holding something for the future. And just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors to suggest new guided routines to help make you feel better. And Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre, Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers as well. So try Theragun for 30 days starting at $199. Just go to therabody.com slash locked on right now to get your Theragun Gen 4 today. That's therabody.com slash locked on, therabody.com slash locked on. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're breaking down this team Monday through Friday for you all. No paywall, anything like that. Just free, five days a week. It's really that simple. Pelicans talk that often. Even when I'm traveling and doing different recording in different cities and different time zones and all that. And for your second listen, go listen to Locked On Saints with host Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold. All right, we're talking players that are making an impact this season and are playing kind of above what we expected. We just talked about Josh Hart, who's kind of been, in a sense, a little bit of a secret weapon for New Orleans. He's had some big scoring games. He's assisting and just being used smarter by Willie Green this year. But the real big surprise, and this is, you know, at this point, it's not a surprise, right, is Herb Jones. This dude has been so unbelievably good through the first 11 games. It's 12 now, but I don't know what happens yet when it comes to the Washington Wizards game. He's been so unbelievably good. And right now, David Griffin deserves a ton of credit for this pick. And then Willie Green for figuring out how to use him well. And then Herb Jones himself deserves a ton, a ton of credit for working on his game in such a short period of time. Defensively, we had an idea that he would be good. I didn't think he would be this good, mind you. And he has been. He held John Morant to six points the other night. We've seen him go up against some of the top scoring wings and guards in the league. And what does he do? Slows them down. He does an amazing job of whatever type of assignment. And the only thing that you could even call a bit of a negative is he's getting too many foul calls. But he's not fouling a ton, actually. It's just he doesn't get credit from the refs just yet. So he's picking up a lot of personal fouls. 4.4 per game. But... As refs start to realize he's just a damn good defender, 
you're not going to see that happen nearly as much. And he's going to start kind of getting the ref's whistle and the respect of them. And I think that's going to come with time. But he's been really good as a defender, fighting through screens and just has the right instincts. Like this dude must devour film of opposing players to know how they like to be used. You saw it in the Memphis game on Morant. He knew where Morant was going to go on like half of the plays they were calling for him. And he would just get to that spot before the screen was even set by Steven Adams to try and spring Morant. And he was there to kind of smother him, shot him down, and force the ball out of his hands into literally anyone else. It was an unbelievable job. His defense is good. And when you look at the Pelicans on the court with him, they have a defensive rating of 106.9. That would be, where was it? Eighth best in the league. That's how, no, sorry, not that high. It would be 106.9. We'll put him at 12th best in the league. That's a really good number. When you look at his net rating, on this team. That's the number I'm thinking of. It's a positive 7.6. That would be third best, or that would be second in the league in terms of net rating. Now, that's not a full accurate representation, but that tells you how good that starting lineup is. They're among the best in the league, I think, when he's out there on the court. Now, there's going to be plenty of other lineups that are better than that because usually your bench lineups kind of weigh down that net rating, but he's been really good and not a net negative. And in fact, it's kind of stark. When he's on the court, the Pelicans have a net rating of 7.6. When he's off, it's minus 20.8. So here's the thing. We know his defense is good, right? But his offense has been way better than expected. When he's on the court, the team is an offensive rating of 114.5. That'd be best in the league. Again, not saying that when they're out, when he's out there, the Pelicans are the best in the league, but they're really good when he's out there. Like this is an elite team in a sense when he's out there on the court with some of these other guys. He shot the ball really well this season. He's 50% from the field. He's 38.5% from three. If you played him 36 minutes per game and his usage rate is so low, right? Just 13 and a half. That's like a third of Zion's essentially. A third of Brandon Ingram's essentially. Under half of both of those guys, right? So he doesn't get the ball a ton. He's only taking eight and a half. Um, what's the number? It's not even eight and a half. He's taking six shots per game. Per 36 minutes, 10.3 points per game. He'd be making about half a three. When that starts to ramp up a little bit more as he gets more comfortable and comfortable and comfortable and he's working with Fred Vincent a ton, and you heard Brandon Ingram say it after the last game. He Brandon Ingram doesn't even get to work with Fred Vincent anymore because Herb Jones is doing it so much. I love that. The right work ethic to work on his game offensively and just must so smart on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know where the Pelicans would really be and what these numbers for the team. And look, they only have two wins, maybe three. Hopefully you guys probably know before I do when you're listening to this right now um, that where they'd be without a guy like this. You know, who, this is one of those things where you don't need to overthink it. You draft good basketball players. We fall in love with age. Get the 18-year-old. Get the 18-year-old. Herb Jones is 23, right? He was 22 when they drafted him. Sometimes you just need to get smart basketball players, good basketball players, and talent on a team regardless of age and upside. Sometimes these guys can step in and play really, really well. He's outplaying a guy who's who's a higher draft pick, a higher recruit, in Kyra Lewis Jr., his teammate, right? Kyra Lewis Jr. doesn't look anything like Herb Jones even though they play different positions, but you get what I'm saying. And he was a high lottery pick. Sometimes you just need good 
basketball players over swinging for upside sometimes, and they definitely nailed that pick with Herb Jones. His offense has been really, really good. I'm excited to kind of see what he's going to be able to do as the season goes on. He's finishing around the rim well. Like, he's got a couple of up-and-under layups that he's made and different things like that that are good. Around the rim, he's shooting 62%. It's a really good number. That's a really, really good number. You can stay in the league if you can score by the rim, right? And for a guy his size, his length, he does an excellent job of it. So I'm really excited about Herb Jones this season. So coming up, I'm going to be in a different city and recapping the game against the Washington Wizards. And we'll talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to that, this episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. With ever increasing number of makes and models out there, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You're going to go in there. They're going to ask you what you need. They're going to sell you one part. And it's going to be marked up because you're already in there. That's kind of just what they do. It's a chain store. You've already walked into the place. They've got you and they know it. You don't want to deal with that. you got access to computers with rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your phone. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. I work on all of my cars. Rockauto.com is by far the cheapest. Of an old car, put a new radiator in it. It was $200 less. The air condenser, I don't even know how they do it, but it was about like $315 less than it was on one of those chain stores. And I looked because I want to get the best price because these things can be expensive, right? You don't want to overpay for something when only to find out later that you could have gotten it cheaper. It's like the worst feeling in the world. So that's why I just always go to rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. Everything you can need. Brake parts, you need to change those brake pads so you can stop and not crash a car. It's an important thing. You can get them over at rockauto.com. Lights go out and you got to get it in an inspection. They can take care of it too. Windshield, all of that, even new carpet or motor oil if you're just trying to refresh the fluids in your car. They've got it all. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Literally, they're going to have anything you want available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear us? How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is also brought to you by betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season more props odds and lines than ever before so bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season so head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on you get free money just by signing up making a deposit and using promo code locked on go bet the over two on herb jones and all the different props that they have so whether it's basketball football nhl boxing ufc write your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free in five days a week for you, whether I'm in New Orleans or now here in Los Angeles if you're watching on YouTube. So let's break down the Pelicans' loss to the Washington Wizards on Monday night in. Oh, this was just the most Pelicans thing you can really imagine. Pelicans holding a 19-point lead at one point in the second half in this one, and they squander it, falling 105-100. There's no need to really overthink this one, to be perfectly honest with you. This was just woes in the fourth quarter, in crunch time, clutch time, whatever you want to call it, and it's going to kind of be expected with this roster. No one's particularly great outside of Brandon Ingram when it comes to scoring the ball. And in the fourth quarter, the Pelicans scored 
just 20 points. Brandon Ingram did score 12 of them, but that was on 3 of 11 shooting. It's not going to get it done. But here's the thing. The debate is not whether he's clutch or unclutch, and we'll talk about this probably a little bit in tomorrow's show. It's what else would you have done, right? And I'll give you some answers because there is some culpability to go around in this. But with Brandon Ingram taking 11 shots, who else is supposed to take that many? Josh Hart took six. He went one of six, two points. He actually had a good game overall and isn't a closer, isn't a guy that can get you a bucket when you need it. None of these guys are to an extent outside of Brandon Ingram. And in this game, it was really only mid-range. This is what the... Gold, uh, not Golden State Warriors, they kind of defended like it at times. The Washington Wizards wanted this team to do, shoot mid-rangers and hope the numbers of those being the most inefficient shot in the league cause you to miss and cause you to lose. And in the fourth quarter, after it had been working for New Orleans all game, it started to fall apart. And this was kind of the Washington Wizards plan. And it worked out in the time when they needed it. New Orleans could not at all buy a bucket. That doesn't mean that this is on like Brandon Ingram's shoulders, and certainly he should have tried to score a little bit better and more efficiently, and after the game, he said he's forcing it too much. Too many shots early in the shot clock, not really kind of working the ball to try and find an efficient shot, just thinking he had a mismatch, thought he had a good look, decided he was going to rip it, and it turns out he didn't. He deserves some blame for this, but Willie Green also deserves some blame for this one. Valanciunas played 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. He took one shot. That's it. Didn't score any points. Why not run the offense through him a little bit more? Be that micromanager that we've seen him be over these past couple of games where the Pelicans have looked good. Call plays. Make the team run sets, right? Make it so that Devontae Graham is taking more than two shots. Maybe even Nikhil, who had a bad, 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 bad game in this one. Maybe you need him taking more shots during all of this. I kind of look at all of this and it's just, you could have done a whole lot more. So while this team is young and growing, don't forget that their head coach is young and growing too, and clearly made some rookie head coach mistakes, let's call it, in this game. But there's not too much to read into this, right? Like they went to Brandon Ingram, the ball stopped moving. They had 12 assists in the first half. They had just eight in the second half. That's not what they want. They're going to lose the game. You know, until you get Zion back, a guy can take some of that pressure off B.I. I don't know what anyone else is really supposed to do in this one. I don't mind Brandon Ingram being the guy that takes the shots and all of that. I do mind when he is forcing it. And when you start to see that he's doing that, he needs to recognize that in the moment. And Willie Green also needs to recognize it because they can't do this where you just don't get Valanciunas the ball whatsoever. And when you kind of look at how they played at times, scoring just 28 points in the paint in this whole game, it's kind of a miracle they had a uh, 19-point lead in this one, right? They didn't manage to get out and run. The Wizards only turned the ball over five times total. They were just hot, hitting shots, having the three ball fall. And when it stopped... And when their offense kind of regressed to the mean, right, instead of being up here, kind of went back down to normal, they completely fell apart. And that's a big part of why they lost the game. They shot 52.4% from three. And they still lost. That's an incredible, incredible statistic. But this is more about just things not working in the fourth quarter rather than it being all on one person. But Will Green deserves some blame. So does Brandon Ingram in this one, too. And hopefully it's just you kind of learn from it and you really move on. But, man, they pelicans 
in this one. All right, that's going to do it for the Monday edition of Tuesday edition of Locked On Pelicans, whatever day it is. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.